Mu'urkatan, Perik base, Mishnah base, 2-2, and really the same thing all over again here. Instead of having olives to press, this person has grapes to make, from which he wants to make uh, wine. So the case says, V'chein, the same principle applies. Mishahaya yeno besochabor, if one has his grape juice, wine, same thing, in the bore, the bore is the pit, this is after you um, press your grapes, you don't use a press, with grapes you use your feet, because you don't want to break the pits and make it bitter, um, but you basically tread on the grapes, the juice leaks out, it will then run down through a little conduit into a reservoir in the ground, that reservoir is like a plastered pit, called the bore. So all the grape juice now is sitting inside that reservoir, and his intention was to take it out from the reservoir and put it into you know, bottles, I guess, or sort of a barrel. But the Avel, before he had a chance to do it, and it's Sukkot is on the way, he became a mourner, or onus, or some other circumstance beyond his control happened, making him sick or unable to, unable to complete the bottling of the grape juice. Oshi two polim, or his workers messed him up, just like the previous Mishnah. They didn't show up, although they said they would. And now he's arrived at Sukkot, his Grape juice is sitting inside that outdoor hole in the ground. If he doesn't attend to it, it's going to spoil. So the Mishnah says, and this is Rabbi Yossi first here. Um, Rabbi Yossi was the second in the previous Mishnah. Usually the second here, he comes first because we're on the topic of Rabbi Yossi. He says, Zolif v'gomer v'gaf kadarko. He says, like in the previous Mishnah, Kashita, so once it's permitted to do Malacha for the sake of Davra Avid, and here it's definitely in Davra Avid, he's going to lose his grape juice if he doesn't take it out of the pit. So we do the entire process. He can pour it out. Um, he can ball it up. He can seal the containers that will hold the grape juice. That's the Gaf Kadarko. All in a normal way. No shin required. All permitted. Div Rebiosi. That's Rebiosi Shita and the Halacha. Rebbe Yehuda disagrees. Like in the previous mission, he's more machmir. And he says, Kashita so, Omer Oslo Lemudim. He says, no, you can't do all that work. You can just do enough work to prevent yourself from incurring a loss. And that means take boards and put the boards to cover the pit outside. If it's covered, the bugs won't get in, the sun won't shine on it, the grape juice um, may not be ideal, but it certainly won't be spoiled, and therefore, um, that'll be enough to prevent the grape juice from spoiling altogether, and that's all that you're permitted to do on Cholomuit. Again, Halach is like the Bribiosi, that once one is permitted to prevent a Davravid, like in the case of the grape juice, and in the case of the olive oil, um, one is permitted to do everything you need to do to get it done, so that would be the Halacha as well. If the question is, well, wait a second, these two cases are exactly the same. What if two Mishnahs, one talking about olive oil, one talking about grape juice, they're the exact same thing? The answer is, you're right. Gamora asked that question, and the answer is the difference is because you might have thought that since olive oil is very expensive, that's why Rabiosi was lenient, because he, he shouldn't lose that incredible um, loss of all the olive oil. And similarly, apparently grape juice is quite cheap in the time of the Mishnah, and therefore the thought was maybe the only reason that you're getting the stricture of Rabiosi is because of grape juice, but by olive oil he'd be more lenient. The answer is no. They stick to their guns and they're consistent throughout the shitas, whether it's a larger or smaller loss. If it's a significant loss, it's Dover Ovid and the Lachazak Rabiosi. One can do what he has to do. Um, and the whole process, once it's permitted, the whole process is permitted to prevent himself from incurring a loss.